are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then pretty please be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, the Hawks picked up their second consecutive 2-1 overtime victory against the Dallas Stars, the defending Western Conference champion Dallas Stars, which makes it all that more impressive. And it was a great pair of outings by the Hawks, especially on the road. They hadn't, heading into this series, they hadn't picked up a win on the road in 2021, and they come into Dallas and they take away four points. They win both games in overtime. That is a huge, huge couple of games there for the Blackhawks, not only to move them up four points in the standings, but just to get this young team confidence. They are hanging, it's crazy, they have seven rookies, they had seven rookies in their lineup last night, they didn't have Jonathan Taze, Kirby Doc, obviously, Alex Nylander was out, Lucas Walmart still on the COVID list, so is Ryan Carpenter, we have a rookie goaltender. And we're hanging in with the best teams in the National Hockey League. Not even hanging in, we're beating them. We just beat Dallas twice in a row at their place. The defending Western Conference champion Dallas Stars. That is a statement from this young Blackhawks team. And I was really impressed with basically everything I saw from from this team, except for maybe a 10-minute stretch in the second period. The, The opening 10 minutes of the second period were horrendous. But besides that, the Blackhawks, they fought hard. They did all the little things well. And more importantly than anything, they got good goaltending from Kevin Lankinen once again. Lankinen has just been a monster since stepping onto the scene this season for the Blackhawks. It was his ninth start here. He allows less than two goals in another start, and he now is 5-1-3 in those nine starts. And he had another good outing here. He stopped 34 of 35 shots that he faced. This was the definition of a goalie win for the Blackhawks. Every time they needed Lankinen to come up big with a big stop, he seemingly did it. And going back to when I was talking about that bad 10-minute stretch for the Blackhawks to start the second period, Kevin Lankinen stopped two breakaway chances in, in probably a minute, minute and a half maybe, to start that second period. And those were two crucial stops when the Blackhawks were down one nothing earlier in this contest, and then they were able to claw their way back, force overtime, and what do you know? They wind up coming away with two points yet again, but it wouldn't have happened had it not been for Kevin Lankin and stellar play in that. And not only did Lankin stop 34 of the 35 shots that he faced, but he also tallied a secondary assist on Pia Suter's game-winning goal in overtime. So Lankinen was all over the stat sheet. He had more points than Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit in this one, unfortunately. 
both those players saw their point streaks come to an end, but hey, it came in a victory, so I'm sure it's not sitting too badly with them at this moment. Um, just a, a great effort by the Blackhawks here. I'm just really impressed with this young team, their will, the culture. I, I got to give credit to Jeremy Colleton. I know I harp on him a lot, and some of his decisions I just don't agree with, just my personal opinion, but there is... There's no doubt that Jeremy Colleton is having a huge effect on this young team. And you hear it from these Blackhawks players during their post-game interviews. They talk about how Jeremy's got everyone locked in. Everyone's bought into what he's selling this team right now. And it was also interesting. Um, one of the Blackhawks beat writers asked him, I think it was Andrew Shaw or it was someone, but um, they, they asked if Colleton kind of addressed the team about being underdogs and kind of everyone expecting all the sources around the NHL and everyone that's kind of trusted around the league had the Blackhawks finishing in the bottom of the Central Division and the entire NHL. Um, and Jeremy talked about that with his team before the season. He said, you know, a lot of people are counting us out already. We're going to be the underdog more nights than not. And the Blackhawks, they've accepted that fact so far, and they've been hanging in there. <laughs> Incredible what this team is doing right now. Not only have they won three in a row, but they now have points in 10 out of their last 11 games. They're 6-4-4 four, and four through 14 games in this 2021 regular season. <laughs> no one saw this start coming from the Blackhawks. I, I don't, you're, you got a Pinocchio nose growing if you, think the Black, <laughs> if you thought the Blackhawks were going to be gonna have this much success early on in the regular season no one saw this coming and right now the Blackhawks are in third place in the central division standings everyone had everyone assumed they were going to finish seventh they were going to be hanging in there with Detroit for most of the year and it has been far from the case so far for the Blackhawks as I said they are six four and four and in the central division they're in third place technically tied for second with the Florida Panthers, they do have four games in hand, but both the Panthers and the Blackhawks have 16 points. They're only trailing the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just been so impressive what the Blackhawks have been able to do, and I'm just so proud of this team and the compete level they've shown so far. And it's it's been consistent. That's the thing about it that's been such a difference from these last couple of years. The Blackhawks never could find any consistency. You know, we'd see them go off on a three- or a four-game stretch, but then they'd lose five or six in a row, and they'd have periods where they looked like they were just getting outworked completely. And that's been far from true here in 2021. Jeremy Calton's had this team playing hard every night. The effort level's been there basically every game since the first four contests to start the year. It's been an awesome effort for the Blackhawks. This might be a little bit of short-lived success, but it's definitely been... Uh, more more fun of a year than everyone expected so far. So I have no complaints from the Chicago Blackhawks in their 2-1 to victory over the Dallas Stars last night. Great effort from Kevin Lankinen. He got robbed by Jake Ottinger for the first star of the game. I don't know how that happened. Dallas being at home gave Ottinger the number one star. But hey, Kevin Lankinen will take the win over being the first star of the game, and he now moves to 5-1-3 and in the 2021 regular season for the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to recap how the Blackhawks managed to come away with a 2-1 to overtime victory against the Dallas Stars last night. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different car manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend... 
30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership. Chain stores and new car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices, they're the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low, and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Eric Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. So be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just finished up talking about Kevin Lankinen taking home the first star of the game and leading the Blackhawks to a 2-1 overtime victory. Now, I wanted to be sure to talk about how the Blackhawks got to that point, got to uh, overtime in order to pick up that victory. And it wasn't the greatest of start by the Hawks. They actually, let me rephrase that, they got off to a good start for the first three or four minutes, but then it kind of went downhill rather quickly, and Dallas was able to actually score on their first shot of the game. It was a goal by Rupe Hintz. All started, though, off a turnover by Pius Suter in the defensive zone. Fortunately, the guy was able to redeem himself later, but he was not very good early in this game. He had the turnover to Robertson in the offensive zone. Robertson finds Hintz down low, and also... Suter, after he turned the puck over, he really didn't do all that much defensively to try and stop Hintz. He got all by himself in tight with Lankin and was able to beat him with a forehand-backhand maneuver. And less than five minutes into the game, the Blackhawks were down one to nothing. And if you've been listening to the podcast or paying attention to the Blackhawks this season, you know that when the opposition scores first, that's not a recipe for success for the Blackhawks so far. But they were able to battle back in this game uh, it wasn't an easy one, though. It took all the way until the second period for the Blackhawks to finally beat Jake Ottinger. And they had their chances in the first period as well. They had two power play opportunities early on, and they also had a third late in the first period that wound up carrying over to the second period. But it was their fourth power play opportunity of the night that actually led to the Blackhawks getting on the board. This time it was Matthias Janmark striking for his fifth goal of the season, striking his revenge against his former team, and it was a beautiful goal by the Blackhawks' second power play unit. They got into the zone, they set everything up. Kirishev made a nice feed cross seam to Dominic Kubalik at the right circle, and then Kubalik literally caught it on his stick and fired it right into the slot. A perfect pass to Matthias Janmark. I'm not sure if he was 
just throwing it to an area or if that's what he was trying to do, if he was purposely trying to find Yanmark in the slot, but whatever whatever he was trying to do, it worked out perfectly. Yans, his stick on the ice, taps it right between the legs of Ottinger, and all of a sudden the Blackhawks are tied 1-1, one to one, and the power play just continues to be red hot. They now have goals in 12 of 14 games this season, and the special teams department, not only did it play a huge impact and the Blackhawks getting a victory last night, but it's also been a key part of their success throughout this, this run that they've been going on. As I talked about earlier, they've received points in 10 of their last 11 games, and a huge part of that has been their special teams. As I said, Blackhawks with a goal from Yanmark that gave them power play goals in 12 of 14 games to start the year, and they also, on the flip side, the penalty kill is arguably been even more impressive. They've killed off 22 of their last 23 power plays dating back to, uh, I believe, January 21st. It's been really, really solid work by the Blackhawks penalty kill. And when you get special teams playing well and good goaltending, you have a chance to be right there with any team in the National Hockey League. And that's what we're seeing from the Blackhawks right now. Great goaltending from Kevin Lankinen basically on a nightly basis. Even Malcolm Subban's been really good in his last two starts. So we've been getting good goaltending, and we haven't been we've been the better team on and on special teams. The power play's been finding a way to put the puck in the back of the net, and the penalty kill's been doing just the opposite. They've been helping out their goaltender, blocking shots, and then also it helps when your best penalty killer is your goaltender. That makes life a little bit easier for everybody when you can trust the guy in net to make a key stop when, when he needs to. And that's what's going on with the Blackhawks right now. They're just firing on all cylinders as a unit. And it was awesome to see not only the power play strike again for a huge goal in the second period to tie it up, but also the penalty kill. When this game was was one nothing, and the Stars had an opportunity to go up by multiple goals and really kind of maybe run away with this game, the penalty kill didn't allow them to do that. So I was really impressed with the Blackhawks special teams game once again last night. And also, going back to Matthias Yanmark, what a signing he has been for the Blackhawks. There, No one could have imagined that he'd be playing a top-line role for this team right now and the Blackhawks would actually be halfway decent. I mean, if... If you saw Yanmark on the top line, you'd assume the Blackhawks have one or two wins so far this year. But Yans has been tremendous. I mean, we know what he brings defensively. He's a great two-way forward on the defensive side of things. He can play on the penalty kill. But we're seeing him perform on the power play and on the top line with Patrick Kane as well. And with that goal last night, Yanmark now has five on the regular season. And if you go and look at his career stats, last year with Dallas in 62 games, he only had six goals, and then the year before that, in 81 games, six goals again. So in, in 14 games this season, Yanmark already has five. Knock on wood, he should surpass that number by a lot, even in a 56-game season. And he's now up to nine points in 14 games. So Matthias Yanmark continues to be very productive, and he's been a big part of that second power play unit having success. He's got a couple power play goals on the season now. I believe that was his second, and... That second, when the Blackhawks have the ability to roll that second unit out there and have confidence in them, that is a scary, that's scary for opposing teams right now. And we actually saw Jeremy Colleton on, on that goal that Yanmark scored. He elected to put the second power play unit out there first instead of the top unit. And that's because the second unit's been better. Just simply, they've been the better of the two units in recent games for the Blackhawks. Philip Kurashev's been playing really well. Dominic Kubalik, who I have been arguing should be on the top power play unit for so long. I actually think 
He's perfect on the second unit right now because they're getting the puck to him at the dot. He's been blasting one-timers. He actually almost killed Jamie Alexiak with one in the second period. Absolutely just teed up. Looked like just a, a driver shank on the golf course. Just tees one up, blasted. It was a headhunter. I was laughing right away when I saw that. But Kubelik's been great on the second power play unit, and he had that fantastic primary assist. And Dominic Kubelik is actually, I feel like he's someone that Blackhawks fans Obviously, they love him, but I don't think they've talked enough about how good he's been for this team this season. I mean, he now has 11 points or uh, 12 points in 14 games. He's just been unbelievable, has Dominic Kubelik, and nearly a point-per-game player. Last season, he only recorded 16 assists in 68 games. So far in 14, he's got nine this season. So he's looking like he's going to surpass that by a wide amount, and if he can become more of a playmaker than a goal scorer, that is going to be a lethal weapon for the Blackhawks in their top six for years to come. So great stuff from Dominic Kubelik, great stuff from Matthias Janmark, great stuff from the Blackhawks power play. Philip Kirishev also recorded a secondary assist on that goal. And then the Blackhawks, they kind of just scrapped their way to, to getting into overtime. The third period, it was filled with a lot of good back-and-forth action. Each team had their chances to win this game, but both Kevin Lankinen and Jake Jake Ottinger were really strong to, to get their team at least one point and force this game into overtime. And the Blackhawks, fortunately, o- overtime hadn't been good to them coming into this series. 0-4, but they come away with two overtime goals in this series, back-to-back OT wins. It was DeBrinket on Super Bowl Sunday. This time around, it was Pia Suter. But I can't give Suter all the credit. It was a nice goal, no doubt. He absolutely deked John Klingberg out of his skates and then went bar in for the GWG. I mean, come on, that's as good as it gets. But I got to give a lot of credit here to Brandon Hagel. He made the play happen. He walked into the zone. uh, And when I was watching it happen, he drifted towards center ice. And right when he did that, I was like, please, please pass this puck to Pia Suter. It was so open. He kept his head up, and that's exactly what he did. He made a great pass back to the right, dot to Suter. He goes, Backhand to the forehand, far side, GWG, and just like that, the Blackhawks have won three games in a row, two consecutive 2-1 to victories against the Dallas Stars, and it was, oh, it was a sweet one. Not only just to pick up a key four points against a Central Division rival, and when I say Central Division rival, an actual Central Division rival, team that's been in the Central Division for many years, and team, uh, this has always been a tight matchup between these two teams. Seems like it always comes down to a one-goal game. So it was really nice to see the Blackhawks come away victorious in both these outings against one of the top teams in the Western Conference in the Dallas Stars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will take care of the game recap from the Blackhawks defeating the Dallas Stars last night by a score of 2-1. to one. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about some other key takeaways from last night's contest, as well as what the Blackhawks need to do to continue to have success going forward. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they're in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline also has you covered 
for all the news, scores, and odds of every game. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and don't forget to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Locked on Fantasy Hockey wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Okay, before I wrap up the show today, I wanted to be sure to talk about a couple of other key takeaways from the Blackhawks win last night. So obviously I've already raved about how well guys like Kevin Lincoln and Matthias Janmark and Dominic Kubelik, how well those guys played last night. Well, I also wanted to be sure to mention how strong defenseman Nicholas Bodan was last night for the Blackhawks. It was probably his best game as a professional, even though the, the stat sheet won't really show it. Uh, Bodan failed to record a shot on goal, a hit, or a block in this game. He had a whole lot of zeros in there. Um, But he played 15 and a half minutes, and he was just so composed in everything he did. The eye test, he passed it beautifully. He looked, you know, really good quarterbacking the Blackhawks' second power play unit. He actually had a shot ring off the crossbar, nearly scoring his first NHL goal. And he was also, the more important part, He was also very solid in his own zone all night. He maybe had three or four A-plus plays in transition and on defense to to break up potential rushes for the Stars. So, great stuff from Nicholas Bodan. But what I am very interested to see going forward is what's going to happen to Bodan's role once Adam Boquist is ready to rejoin the lineup. We know that Boquist was removed from COVID-19 protocol on Tuesday morning. Uh, he wasn't quite up to game speed yet. Colleton kind of wants to ramp him back up after not being able to skate for two weeks. But once once Boquist gets back up to NHL speed and, and is ready to rejoin the lineup, things are going to get a little more crowded on the blue line for the Blackhawks with Bodan performing so well early on here in 2021. And also, the defense, it was an interesting night for the Blackhawks defense because it, it had a different look than it has all season long. Top-pairing defenseman Connor Murphy, he was not able to play last night. A a surprise right before the contest. It was announced that Murphy was not going to be able to play due to a hip injury. Uh, Sounds like it's something that will be day-to-day, nothing too concerning, but still obviously a huge loss whenever Murph can't play. Guy eats like 20 to 25 minutes basically every night. And as a result of Murphy not being able to play last night, the Blackhawks had the Blackhawks rolled with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. And Madison Bowie made his team debut, actually, as the Blackhawks. As I said, they went with seven D-men along with Lucas Carlson. Uh, but neither Carlson or Bowie played all that much. If you look at the box score, Carlson had just 10 minutes and 37 seconds of time on ice, while Bowie had 10 minutes and 28 seconds. So a nine-second differential between those two. Neither played 11 minutes. Um, but with Murphy and Boquist out last night, it seemed like kind of 
uh, that perfect time to get Bowie in there for a game. And of course, he needed a dress for only one game with the Blackhawks in order to be exposed for the Seattle expansion draft. So now that's already out of the way. Um, but honestly, breaking down Bowie's game, I didn't think he was horrible last night. I know he didn't play much, uh, as I said, 10 minutes and 27 seconds, but I thought he was okay. He has some size to him. I know he's, he's 6'2", over 200 pounds, big, uh, right-handed defenseman on the right side. Um, so I didn't think he was horrible. I know he didn't, as I said, I know he didn't play all that much, um, but Maybe he earned another look in the lineup sometime soon, but at the same time, we talked about how Bowie only had to play in one game for the Blackhawks, so I wouldn't be surprised in the least if that's the lone game we see of Madison Bowie in game action with the Blackhawks, because clearly the Blackhawks and Jeremy Calton would rather play the young prospects who they've had in their system for the last couple of years at this stage than playing Madison Bowie consistently. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, February 10th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is in full swing, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check me out on my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can also call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.